Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rail Group On Air, a joint podcast by Railway Age, Railway Track and Structures Magazine, and International Railway Journal. I am Bill Wilson, Editor-in-Chief of RTNS, and this is a special Rail Group On Air podcast series on the coronavirus and the rail industry. This is not a country that was built for this. It was not built to be shut down. My administration continues to work with Democrats and Republicans to reach an agreement on an urgent relief bill for the millions of American workers and small businesses and large businesses that were badly affected by the medical difficulty that we've had. If you had a viable business in January, we are committed to ensuring the same is true in the coming weeks. In fact, we want to make it even better than it was before, and we're doing things to help in that regard. America will again and soon be open for business, uh, very soon, a lot sooner than uh, three or four months that somebody was suggesting, a lot sooner. We cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. We're not going to let the cure be worse than the problem. At the end of the 15-day period, we'll make a decision as to which way we want to go, where we want to go, the timing, and essentially we're referring to the timing of the opening, essentially the opening of our country, because we have it pretty well shut down in order to get rid of this invisible enemy. Two weeks ago, we moved at record speed to pass paid sick leave and paid family medical leave and approved eight billion dollars, including money for the development of treatments and vaccines, and we're doing tremendous work in both on both fronts. The vaccines are coming along very quickly. Now Congress must demonstrate the same bipartisanship again and join together to pass the Senate bill as written and avoid playing any more partisan games. They have to get together and just stop with the partisan politics. And uh, I think that's happening. I got a call a little while ago. I guess they're getting closer. Should go quickly. That was President Trump on Monday as he updated the country on the coronavirus pandemic. On Tuesday, Congress appeared to be on the verge of passing a massive stimulus package, which is exactly what Trump was calling for. It has taken a little bit longer than expected, but the relief is badly needed for many industries in the U.S., particularly in the transit sector. The transit industry was asking in upwards of $24 billion in federal relief as ridership levels continue to plunge. Now, the state of Washington was the first to really get hit with the coronavirus in the U.S. They were the first to have cases and the first to record a death. Sound Transit has been battling the pandemic a couple weeks longer than most transit agencies. As of March 24th, Ridership was down a killer 70%, and with businesses closed, receipts from sales taxes, which help fund Sound Transit on a number of levels, are non-existent. Sound Transit suspended fares on Friday, which means there really is no money coming in to support the rail line. At this time, I would like to bring in John Gallagher, who is a public information officer for Sound Transit. John, how is everything going today? I'm good, Bill. How are you today? I'm doing well. 
So you guys were really the first in the country to feel the effects of the coronavirus. Talk about how that has really affected Sound Transit. I mean, you guys were the first to really feel the impact of this pandemic. So um, we have been seeing um, ridership declines over the past several weeks um, steadily um, since the you know the first um, social distancing um, order came out from the governor, which was about two weeks ago. Um, shutting down, you know, asking non-essential workers to stay at home. To date, we've seen about a 70%, 70% decline in ridership from just last month. Um, as a result, we have started reducing service. So, for example, on our right light rail, um, normally during peak times, we'd have six-minute headways. There are 14-minute headways. Um, we're doing this in part because of reduct, um, reduction in ridership. Um, the new headway times still allow for adequate social distancing. We're also trying to anticipate staffing issues because we know as the um, um, epidemic continues to expand, um, we'll be uh, seeing a number of operations staff um, who will be out sick as well. On Friday, we also announced that we're suspending fares across the entire system. The Sound Transit actually operates three different modes of transit. We have um, a light rail system link, we have express bus service, and we have a commuter rail. And, and these are operated with partner agencies throughout the region. Um, we made reductions on bus service and um, commuter rail as well. So it's been a very dramatic change in a very short period of time. You mentioned you were suspending fares. Is there anything you guys can do financially to slow the bleeding here? Because you, like many agencies, rely on your fares for various different services within your organization. It's really too early to even... Um, get a handle on what the financial impact will be. Um, we did send, uh, our CEO did send a letter to the congressional delegation um, asking them to make sure um, in any emergency package that um, transit is, you know, receives appropriate funding to keep operating because it is a lifeline. It is an essential service. Um, we are, in particular, dependent upon sales tax for our, um, for our income. So about 58% of Sound Transit's money comes from sales taxes, and those will be taking a substantial hit um, because of the economic impact of the virus. From a fair perspective, how much goes towards track maintenance? Um, you know, it all kind of goes into a pot. Um, and so I wouldn't, I wouldn't sort of single anything out. I also want to say that part of the reason we suspended fares was um, also to um, offer additional protections to operators. So we are asking as much as possible that um, on our express buses, the passengers board through the rear doors, that they do not actually enter through the front door unless they're, um, they need to do so because of ADA um, issues. 
um, that was an, it's another opportunity to promote social distancing for the uh, for the drivers to keep them um, healthy and protected. It looks like Congress is putting together a stimulus package, and it will be passed if it has not been passed already. Do you think something like $25 billion will help in the meantime? I mean, is it an appropriate stopgap if this was to be approved? You know, as I said, we we just haven't, um, you know, things are just moving so fast here. We just haven't um, gotten, uh, uh, we just haven't been able to get a read on what the financial impact is is going to be, other than the fact that we know there's going to be one that's going to be substantial. Talk about your sanitation efforts, what that entails, how often, what are you doing in that regards? Sure. So we um, significantly increased our sanitation efforts um, at the beginning of the month. Um, our various transit modes are actually um, operated and maintained by other transit agencies. So King County Metro is responsible for link light rail. Um, our bus routes are divided among King County Metro, Pierce Transit, and Community Transit. And the commuter rail is actually um, operating as uh, maintained by Amtrak. Um, but we coordinate closely with all these agencies. All of the modes of transit are disinfected at least once a day. Um, we have been encouraging riders to um, social distance. Um, that seems to be working fairly successfully, in part because of the large drop in ridership. Um, however, you know, we, we do recognize that, you know, even disinfecting once a day, once the train or bus goes into service and people start boarding it, um, you know, uh, it's no longer disinfected. So, you know, it's really... It's, something we've been encouraging riders to be uh, doing their best to help us uh, maintain the, the safety, um, uh, to maintain the safety of our, um, of our vehicles. As far as catching the virus, has there been an impact on your workforce as far as people getting sick? Um, we have had a few um, sound transit office workers who have been diagnosed. They are fortunately recovering. Um, we haven't um, had any uh, operators of any of our vehicles yet um, who have um, been diagnosed with the virus. However, um, you know, other, uh, at least one other transit agency in the region has had that issue. Um, and I think, you know, all of us recognize that it's likely inevitable that there will be those instances. Construction activities have been exempt from any kind of shutdown, but the city of Boston last week shut down all construction activities. Sound Transit is currently involved in a major system expansion. Do you see it ever reaching a point where construction activities will be halted? So, um, Last night, Governor Inslee um, instituted a shelter-in-place order, um, but that includes exemptions for um, construction, transit construction. It's considered an essential uh, business. Um, we've been working with our contractors to ensure that they are instituting all the 
safety protocols necessary since um, they are the ones who are responsible for the safety of their workers. Um, obviously, it's a very fluid situation, so it's really hard to predict what may happen, but right now, um, construction is still underway. Transit operators are on the front line here. Do you want to talk about how important it is that your people are providing an essential service while there is a highly contagious virus out there? Um, of course. You know, the, the, the operators, you know, the drivers, these people are really um, heroes because transit is a lifeline to many, many people right now. First responders, healthcare workers, many of them rely upon transit to get them to their jobs. Um, and those jobs are critical right now. So we are an essential service. We are a lifeline. And the people who are driving the buses, operating the main trains, maintaining our services really are heroes who deserve our praise for all the work they're doing to keep that lifeline running. If the coronavirus was to miraculously lift today and the all-clear sign was given, would you guys be able to ramp up services immediately? Um, we'll have to see. I mean, it, it, it depends upon a number of things. It depends upon what the ridership um, increase would look like. It would depend upon um, operator and maintenance staff availability. I mean, those are all the issues that went into reducing service. Those would be the issues that went into um, restoring it to normal. I know you can't comment on the financial stability of sound transit, but again, if the coronavirus was lifted today, how long is it going to take for you to recover from an operation standpoint, from a financial standpoint, until you reach a level of normalcy? Yeah, until the dust settles, it's really going to be impossible to predict because every day, you know, brings um, a, a new issue and a new challenge. Um, we just really have to sort of get through the um, get through the worst of this uh, epidemic, come out on the other side, and then I think we'll be able to assess, you know, what the damage uh, has been and how we're going to be able to correct it. I would like to thank John Gallagher from Sound Transit for his time and insight. Again, look for podcasts moving forward on how the coronavirus pandemic is affecting the rail industry as more information develops. For Rail Group On Air, I'm Bill Wilson, and I will see you down the line.